classic American music from vaults buried miles underground. And let me tell you, that took a lot of digging. You're hearing the resurgence of shortwave on WTWW Lebanon, Tennessee, USA. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks cafe cast with your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy and participate in Denny's reality radio activities of the day in this dynamic cafe cast as he builds each daily episode, segment by segment, with amateur radio contacts, interviews, nets and interesting news from around the world. Now grab a glass and fill it up with some radio on the rocks. Good morning once again. It is Saturday, December 28th, 2019. I'm Denny J, your host in the Digicom Cafe for another episode of Radio on the Rocks, my reality radio podcast, where I attempt to build interest in the amateur radio hobby. One segment, one episode, one story at a time. Well, today it is cloudy and foggy. Uh, We have a temperature of 54 degrees, and we are under an enhanced risk of severe weather today. Uh, Heavy rains, strong winds, uh, tornado threats are pretty low, but it sounds like it could be uh, a bit stormy later on today. So we'll be watching the weather, probably checking into our radar system here and monitoring it as as it approaches. But other than that, it's pretty pleasant temperature. Uh, 54 degrees isn't too bad. Uh, let's see what Alexa, my co-host, has to say. Alexa, what's the forecast for Omaha, Arkansas today? Currently, in Omaha, Arkansas, is 52 degrees Fahrenheit with cloudy skies. Today, you can expect thunderstorms, with a high of 61 degrees and a low of 50 degrees. Alexa, ham radio propagation. Okay, here's ham radio propagation forecast. Here is the propagation report from N0NBH from Saturday, December 28, 2019 at 12 a.m. Today expect 80 and 40 meters to be fair, 30 and 20 meters to be fair, 17 and 15 meters to be poor, and 12 and 10 meters to be poor. Tonight expect 80 and 40 meters to be good, 30 and 20 meters to be fair, 17 and 15 meters to be poor, and 12 and 10 meters to be poor. Well, it looks like the bands are fairly open on the uh, lower end, so uh, we might get to do some of that today. But this morning, I've been working on a real treat for you. So stand by. I'll be back with more. Here at the Digicom Cafe Communications Network, we're all about the power of voice. Did you know you could listen to this cafe cast on your Echo Dot by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? I created this skill many months ago. I was looking for a way to do this very easily and quickly, and I ran across a very unique platform. It's called VoiceFlow. 
VoiceFlow is a wonderful platform that makes it easy to create powerful voice applications without any coding and faster than coding. There are many amazing tools out there to build voice apps, but their goal at VoiceFlow is to build the easiest, most powerful tool that gets as close to coding without needing to write a single line of code. So if you're interested in building your own Amazon skill for amateur radio, I suggest going to voiceflow.com and join their Facebook group, voiceflow.com. As I said yesterday, we met a very interesting young ham on the satellite AO92. Uh, We met Ruth, KM4LAO. Ruth was the recipient of the 2018 ARRL Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Award that's given out to young people under the age of 21. And she has been doing a great job building interest in the amateur radio hobby. And so we were quite honored to have worked around the bird yesterday and especially this morning, having had this opportunity to sit down with her and get to know her better and hear her story and see what she's been up to. So let's give her a call and get right into this conversation. She's waiting on the other end. Well, that was fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even hear it ring. Yeah, I think I hit something and it started. (laughs) (laughs) You did it exactly the same time I did, too. Well, KM4LAO, this is K5DCC. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe. Thank you. It's good to be here. This was quite a deal yesterday. Uh, Every day I do this dynamic podcast, and one of my goals is always to meet new people and to capture their stories for my podcast for posterity. You know, I I used to actually have a QSO card business, and I probably have my cards in every country in the world. That was back in the uh, mid to late 80s, and then, uh, of course, the sunspot cycle changed, and all the orders dropped, so I shut that down. But I've always been big in QSL cards, but now I'm more big in stories. I love to record the stories of ham radio operators. That helps me build interest in the ham radio hobby, and especially reaching young people. So yesterday, I approached the day with uh, FT8. I thought I'd just go out there and see who I could work, and I always look them up on QRZ. And and then I went and worked AO92, and who should I hear but a young voice? <laughs> And you were pretty busy. You were working quite a few stations on the bird yesterday. Oh, yeah. I love satellites. Um, <clears throat> been off them for about a couple of months just because I was at school and taking 20 credits, five classes. So I couldn't f- quite fit satellites in over this last school term. So it was the first pass I'd been on in a while and got to work a bunch of folks. A lot of people were excited to hear me back on. I just I love the community on the satellites. It's a really great group of people. Um, Isn't it? And yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Echo 96 on my when I'm on break in Virginia, um, with my family and the grid square is not as common anyway. So sure. combination of people excited to hear me on as well as needing the grid square, which was a good combination in my opinion. So you're a grid square chaser, huh? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love satellites. I love chasing the grids on the satellites and just kind of seeing how many I can get. <clears throat> I mean, I live. I'm at school in Michigan. I live at home in Virginia when I'm on break, and then I work at my co-op job in Georgia. So I've got three um, VUCC accounts going right now, um, which is a lot of fun. It means there's always some grid that I need somewhere, which keeps life exciting. Wow. I'm fairly new to the satellite side of things. Uh, I actually got into satellites as a result of an interview I had with K9EI, Michael. You may know him. 
Oh, yeah, I've worked him a number of times on the air. He and his boy. Anyway, uh, they talked about uh, satellites in the interview, and it just piqued my curiosity. I've been a ham for over 50 years. I'm an old geezer. I'm 68 years old. <laughs> I got my license <laughs> when I was uh, younger than you uh, back in uh, 1968 and had never considered satellites. But uh, after talking to Michael, I thought, hmm, this is kind of interesting. So I grabbed my UV-82 and a whip antenna, went out a couple of nights, and actually made a few contacts, and that got me hooked. So since then, I've got my aero antenna and starting to meet the guys on the Twitter. It seems like the satellite crowd really hangs out on Twitter, at least the active guys. Nice people. I just they definitely really enjoy do. Definitely do. Like, that's the entire reason I got Twitter. Like, I'm not really into social media. I prefer to interact one-on-one -on -one with people. But um, once I got into satellites, I was like, huh, they're all on Twitter. You can get all the good up-to-date information. You can get instant help. It's really, it's really been a lot of fun. Yeah, and they're really big at sending QSL cards. In fact, uh, I had several oh, very yes. quickly, and I had to go out and get mine printed, which you probably saw on my uh, my Twitter account there. Now that we're uh, following oh, yeah. each other. <laughs> mm hmm. Oh yeah, it's all my QSL cards go home to, to my home address, so I don't have to worry about it and lose them if I'm at school or work. Um, so whenever I come home, I get a whole stack of QSL cards, and it's so much fun to look through them and see what people have sent me. Um, especially this past year, it's been a lot of satellite QSL cards. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's a lot of folks that do a lot of cool cards and definitely inspired me to up my game. Well, I've got yours all filled out here, ready to go, and I uh, look forward to getting yours, too. You said you had a new photo awesome. card? Yeah, sort of new photo card. <laughs> I got it, like, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half, but I've... I've been so busy and haven't had the chance to send many of them out yet. So, yes, they're somewhat new, new to me at least. Wow, that's that's exciting. Well, yesterday, after working you, of course, I, I, I recorded on my iPhone and I listened to it and I get the time down and get it logged and all that stuff. Got it set up through Logbook of the World, so uh, that'll go into your account there. When you, I think you're on Logbook of the World, right? Oh, I definitely am. Yeah. I'm a little behind in logging all of my satellite passes, <laughs> um, but I'm getting caught up now that I'm done with classes for the winter break, getting all caught up. So you will get your confirmation shortly. Wonderful. Well, anyway, I, I looked you up on QRZ and uh, I thought, well, who is this girl? I haven't heard her before. Maybe she's new. Well, find out you're not so new. And uh, as I said in the beginning of yesterday's podcast, I'm going fishing. Well, I caught a big one yesterday. <laughs> I was pretty impressed with your uh, biography and the things that you've been doing, and congratulations on winning that award last year. Uh, you're kind of a celebrity. Uh, ham radio's been really awesome. I mean, I love the hobby, and <laughs> I wasn't exactly expecting the bit of celebrity status when I started. I do it just because I love the hobby, and it's, I've met some great people and made some great memories along the way. Well, you didn't take very long. I mean, you haven't been a ham that long. And I uh, was really curious to find out that it was CW that got you into the hobby. What in the world made you get interested in CW? Oh, yeah. Um, so I got interested in Morse code or CW when I was... I've always really been interested in it. It's just always the, the form of communication really fascinated me. Um, and then when I was in high school, we were studying World War II. And I started reading about the Navajo code talkers and a bunch just how they used uh, like Morse code for communications. Um, and that really re-sparked my interest in it. And I was like, okay, I have a little bit of time. I'm going to start teaching myself Morse code just because I had some time and I wanted to. Um, so I started just teaching myself Morse code. And I was talking with a friend one day and I mentioned 
that I started teaching myself Morse code just for the fun of it. And they told me that if I got my amateur radio license, that I could actually use Morse code to communicate with people every day. So that's really what got me into the hobby. I literally knew nothing else about it. I studied for the test, did a class, and then studied on my own, um, and then tested for my license, wow. and just fell in with the greatest group of people. Like They came into my life at really the perfect time. It's been, Hemorrhoid has been such a blessing for me. I've made some really, really lifelong friends from all walks of life, all stages, from young um, to a little bit older, and made some really good mentors and friends. Um, yeah, once I got into the hobby, um, we lived in Georgia at that time. So I got involved in the Gwinnett Amateur Radio Society and North Fulton Amateur Radio League, a bunch of really great clubs in the Atlanta area. And they just accepted me. They started teaching me, mentoring me, coming over, communicating, helping me study for licenses. My first on-the-air event was Field Day in 2015. And when they learned I wanted to do Morse code, they hooked me up with Mac, NN4K, who's the president of CW Ops. And he was teaching a CW Ops CW Academy class. So within a month and a half of getting licensed, I had a great community. I was taking a Morse code class officially. And then I studied for my general. And within six months, I was got general extra within a year. And then I was on the air on HF. And it just it just took off. Um, I did not expect it when I got into the hobby, but it's been it's been amazing. Wow. And you must be tickled to have your mother also have a, a license now, too. I understand she's an extra class, too. Oh, yes, she is. Um, she got interested in it shortly after I got on the air. Because um, I got, she really got interested. She started seeing how amazing the community was. And then 2016 was National Parks on the Air, which is incredible because our whole family loves National Parks. And the whole program was incredibly done. And I started, I was on the air all the time working parks. And then I got people who would invite me to go and activate with them because at that point I didn't have mobile equipment. And my mom really got interested in the hobby. Um, so it was really special because she studied for her license. And it was actually Mother's Day 2016. Um, she tested and got her technician class license the exact same day that I got my extra class license. So wow. it was amazing. Um, and then she quickly upgraded. She got general within a couple of months and then extra shortly thereafter. So she wow. loves it. We've had some of my best memories have been with my mom in oh. the hobby just because it's just a way to connect with her in a fun way. Oh, that's cool. Well, you've probably heard it said before, too, that amateur radio is like the original social media. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, we meet so many people. Uh, and, even, and CW is like the original digital <laughs> When you think about it, ones and zeros, dits and does. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I mean, that's for sure. You get got a lot of really cool communications. So what's your uh, speed on code? Um, so I'm about like 20 to 25 words per minute. Um, like if I'm contesting, I can go a little faster. If I'm trying to break chew, I'm a little bit slower. Um, but I'm in that general range. Yeah, it's definitely a, a useful skill. And Oh, uh, yeah. It's good at my age to get back into it, too, to keep my brain sharp. Speaking of sharp brains, I'm impressed with your uh, math skills. I saw one of your posts on Twitter with a page full of formulas. What in the world? <laughs> you must love math. Yes, I really enjoy math. It's definitely, it wasn't always easy, so it's, I'm not, definitely not one of those who just understand it perfectly all the time. But it's been a lot of hard work, but I've really enjoyed like, I just love what I'm doing. I mean, 
Um, so yeah, I go to Kettering University. I'm a senior there. I'm studying engineering physics and mechanical engineering um, with a minor in acoustics. Um, and I just love what I'm doing. The classes are challenging. Yeah, math is definitely a lot of fun. Um, when I was in high school, I actually struggled a lot with trigonometry. I was like, I couldn't figure out what, why did it make sense? What, what are we doing this for? Um, but I eventually figured it out. And then it all made so much more sense when I started college and took calculus. And I'm like, wait, this is like practical. It's really, really, really cool. Um, so it's definitely a good challenge. I love, I just love pushing myself with my classes, seeing, seeing how far I can go, seeing what I can learn. Um, Hmm. I have a so brain. What, I might as well use it. I might as well study as much as I can. What is your dream? What do you see yourself doing in 10 years? Uh, that's a good question. I'm something I'm currently still trying to figure out. Um, I mean, I've got a lot of interests in both mechanical engineering and physics related fields, um, as well as like fields that combine the two kind of like aerospace. Um, that's long been a dream of mine. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. Um, long-term I want, I just want to be, I want to work somewhere where I know I'm used to my full potential and I want to be able to combine both, um, engineering and physics and maybe a little bit of ham radio or acoustics along the way. Um, I also hoping at some point, I'm not entirely sure when after college, but I do plan on doing a master's degree as well. Um, again, not entirely sure if I want to focus on the physics or the engineering side of things. Um, so I'm still figuring out exactly what my path is after college, um, but I have a lot of options. It looks like you're kind of into quantum mechanics too, huh? <laughs> yes, that was one of my classes this year. It was really fun. I mean, I just, yeah, upper level, I'm a senior, but um, so Kettering, um, we're actually a four and a half year program because um, we alternate between academic terms at school and working getting practical real-life work experience as co-op students in companies. Um, and then I'm taking five years for school because I've got the double major and a minor. I'm like, I'm just going to take five years so I can process it all. Um, but, yeah, so I took quantum mechanics this year. A lot of fun. Definitely a challenge. Still, Some of it, it's still a little bit uncertain, but I guess it's quantum mechanics. Some of it's uncertain anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's definitely, definitely a different, different class than I'd taken before. And it was definitely very challenging and exciting. Wow. Well, I'm kind of into astronomy. I've got a telescope. I built my own telescope, grown my own mirror at one time, and uh, we homeschooled our kids for a while. And I used that as uh, part of the material that we used to teach our kids and, and get them interested in the world around them and uh, see how big it is. And I've always been uh, curious about people who have an incredible understanding of math and quantum mechanics and stuff, how they view the world. It must really change your perspective, doesn't it, to uh, actually understand a little bit how how people think it works. And actually, we're pretty accurate on, on many fronts, but that's got to be just really mind-expanding to get into the math of the universe, huh? It really is. It's very humbling seeing our small place in the world in this creation and seeing what man has come up with in terms of math and science to what how we are how well we can understand the world from our perspective um yeah it's yeah it's i love you were talking about astronomy i love astronomy that's again one of the reasons i got into like physics um always have and always will um so it's definitely been very fascinating for me 
doing math and quantum mechanics and like theoretical mechanics and some of my other engineering classes as well, um, like thermodynamics and such, really, yeah, really getting to understand how the world works, how, how things work around us is definitely very um, awe-inspiring just to see how it all, how it all goes together and a little, little bit, a little better peek into what, how the world works, yeah. um, and how it, how it keeps going. It's, it's very fascinating. Yeah. I, I love it. Ham radio is a good fit for all that too, because there's so much <laughs> science behind what we do in the hobby. Um, just understanding electromagnetic energy and, and, uh, it's, it just always amazes me how man has been able to come up with these concepts and build the tools and the electronic components to be able to harness the power of some of this basic uh, laws of nature to be able to communicate the word that we speak through the universe in so many different ways, digital modes and sideband and FM and, oh, man, it's just uh, oh, man. It's such an education. It's incredible. Do you feel like ham radio has uh, helped you in your college experience and your career choices maybe? Oh, it definitely has. Like when I started the hobby, I already knew I wanted to do mechanical engineering. Um, and then my decision to study physics um, kind of corresponded both with as I took physics my senior year of high school, as well as my burgeoning interest in amateur radio. Um, it's that, but just the the things I've had to learn to, to get my licenses, the things I've learned as I've been on the air have definitely helped me with classes. For example, I took E and M fields last term, um, electromagnetic fields, and it was definitely a challenge, but I had a good head start on it because of all the ham radio background. I mean, we'd be talking about something in class and be like, oh, I've done that before. I studied yeah. that on the general level exam. I just want to know what that means so I could help people. I could help myself understand um, when we were approaching it from the collegiate class perspective rather than the amateur radio exam. Um, and definitely ham radio was definitely a big push in why I decided to go ahead and get an acoustics minor. Um, I had basically all the classes I needed for it because of my double major. Um, but when I looked at it, I was like, you know, I'm already doing stuff on the air. I'm already communicating. I'm already learning about this kind of stuff from ham radio. I might as well go ahead and get the acoustics minor, what um, is acoustics? So, which is really cool. So, um, just a lot of experimenting how sound, um, works and like radio waves. And then also, um, are you like going to get into sound... things like DSP, or the digital I'm not entirely sure because most most of my acoustics classes are like senior level, so I'm starting them oh, okay. next term. Okay. Um, but for example, next term I'm called called acoustics in the human environment. So it's a class that's studying how sounds like sound like in the human environment, how it how you can hear it and like reduce noises or increase them as needed or adjust audio levels and whatnot. That's my understanding, at least. Huh. <laughs> I, need to, I need to figure out more of it before I take the class. Um, but just the basic the basic level of interest in the radio waves and stuff um, pushed me to go ahead and get that minor because I know it ties it ties in with, with amateur radio, um, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, you said that you uh, like to help people, and you have the gift of communication. That's obvious. And uh, you sound like a very, very sharp, brilliant young woman. And do a great job communicating the hobby to people. I watched the video of you receiving your award. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that award. What does that mean to you? And uh, I know you say that you weren't expecting it. But obviously, uh, there's a plan for you. And when you've got those gifts, somebody wants you to use them to help others. And uh, 
being put in the limelight like you have been has really opened a lot of doors for you. And you're pretty busy sharing and helping others, uh, club meetings and all kinds of stuff, aren't you? Yes, I. that's my favorite part is I've been uh, taught by so many people and I want to give back, give back to the hobby and share what I know. Um, so yeah, the last year I won the 2018 AWRL Hiram Percy Maxson Memorial Award. Um, so that's a top award that AWRL gives to a young ham under 21. Um, I applied for it, but I was definitely, we. a lot of people were telling me I should apply, so we did. Um, but it was definitely a big surprise when um, I got the email and phone call that I had actually received it. Um, because, yeah, I, I just love the hobby. I love exploring as much as I can in it. And the fact that people recognized that and wanted to honor me for it was really, really incredible. Um, so, yeah, just getting the award was really exciting and humbling that all the joy and fun I've and learning I've been having in the hobby has had an impact on others. And that really means a lot. So you get invited to present at uh, many clubs and things. How do you have time for all that when you're going to college? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so that's been a good time management skills for sure. Um, so we've kind of worked it out. So um, so like I mentioned a little bit, some of it works out just because of my schedule. Um, so I go to Kettering, and we're based around co-ops. So we have 11-week academic terms, a little bit of time off, and then we have 11-week co-op terms. Um, so every year I have two academic terms and two co-op terms where I'm working full-time. So um, a lot of my presentations, we do a combination of things. A couple years ago, for example, I spoke at the Southwest Ohio DX Association DX Center as a keynote speaker. Um, that actually was during the school term at Dayton Hamvention. But I was close enough to Dayton. I drove down for the weekend. I'd go to Dayton anyway. Um, and I was at the dinner, so I was there in person. Um, and some of the club meetings, I'll do presentations or workshops when I'm in the area. So, for example, I did a, a satellite workshop for um, the Columbia County Amateur Radio Club in Augusta, uh, Augusta, Georgia, where I work. Um, we did that in person. But some clubs have also, we've been able to do Skype um, presentations as well. I've done a couple of presentations. There's a club in Maryland that I've, I have some good friends in. Um, and I've just Skyped in. So it really depends on the situation. Um, when people are interested in having me do a presentation or whatnot, they usually get to know me and we get to figure out my schedule, where I am at the time. And we kind of work on, we just kind of do it on case by case basis okay. um, so that I can, I can fit it in because I love doing presentations. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's a good challenge. It's, I love the whole process of creating a presentation, making an interesting slideshow or whatever I use to talk with, depending on the situation, um, and then actually communicating with people. Yeah. So it really depends on the situation. We figure it out and yeah. give me a little bit of time to work on a presentation and <laughs> then do it. Yeah. Well, there's so many aspects of ham radio that you could present on. If you were asked to do a presentation on your favorite aspect, what would it be? That's such a hard question. <laughs> I guess if we had to do it on my favorite aspect right now, it would have to be satellites. Do you, um, do you find that young people are more interested in that side of it? There's a lot of young people interested in satellites, yes. Um, just the portability, the thrill of trying to communicate through a literal satellite that's orbiting the Earth, um, the fact that it's a little bit more low budget um than like a full hf station right. with 
you know, you don't need that big HF antenna space. You can have a handheld. Plus, you can um, be so a yes, technician. Yes, you can be a technician. You can get on there right away. Um, so a lot of younger people that I've been interacting with are very fascinated by it. And, um, and I've been highly encouraging a lot of people to do it just because you can do it as soon as you're licensed. Um, so I guess right now it would have to be, I guess right now my favorite aspect would be satellites. <laughs> but that kind of changes on the day or the year depending on what I'm ending up doing. Because right. there's so much in the hobby to explore. And my goal, you know, I'm only 20. I've been licensed for almost five years and four and a half, I guess. Um, I want to explore as much as I can. So that answer changes. But right now it's satellites. Yeah. Well, I've been struggling with this uh, idea of promoting satellites. And maybe you can relate to this. We've only got a couple of FM birds out there. And when you start getting a couple of hundred guys trying to work each other over these little 10-minute passes, it is chaotic. It's like being in a DX pileup. Have you ever felt frustrated on FM birds? Definitely. Um, I've definitely had to pick and choose passes I'm going to get on so that I can, you know, try to make efficient use of my time, but also, you know, make a lot of con make contacts. Um, so it's, it's definitely easy to get frustrated. I mean, um, you know, you have trouble... Sometimes I'll have trouble hearing or just don't really want to try to don't listen before transmitting, right. which is a big thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely definitely gets frustrating. But um, I'm just trying to do my part in helping to raise awareness for good operating, helping people um, be aware of who else is on the birds and who's where, you know, Talking with friends is great, but, you know, if you don't want to have the same QSO for the 100th day, if there's someone in the rarest grid square, right. like, a little bit of situational awareness is good. Right, very um, good. So, yeah, definitely, it's definitely an interesting balance between wanting to get people on, but also trying to help educate. Um, and the interesting thing is, you know, with all the craziness on FM, it's definitely been pushing a lot of people towards the single sideband birds um, as gear and money and time allow, which is great. Um, I've been, I'm still somewhat new on single sideband just because of my schedule. I haven't been able to do them as much, nearly as much as I would like, but I have the equipment and I love getting on single sideband. You can talk farther and it's, you can, um, you've got the whole, you got a whole entire pass band instead of one single frequency. So you can have multiple conversations going on at once, which is awesome. Yeah. It's um, a little trickier but though. With yeah, it's that. definitely, it's definitely a lot trickier, um, but it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, well, tell, so tell yeah, us I definitely about... have been frustrated in the past by FM, but yeah. trying to keep perspective yeah. um, of how much fun it is and my how I when I wasn't that good when I started. So I'm trying to help pass on my knowledge to help others so that we can all work together and all have fun. Yeah. Well, just because a person passes a test and knows the theory behind uh, amateur radio doesn't mean they're a good operator. You said it before. Uh, we need to learn good operating practices, and that takes uh, some discipline, takes some education, and a little uh, thoughtfulness of others. So that's uh, definitely needed in this hobby for sure. Tell us about your satellite setup. What do you use? What kind of equipment? Um, so I have basic two, basically two setups. So if I'm doing FM satellites, I just love the simplicity of using my handhelds. So I have an aero antenna. And then I've connected it to an ICOM ID51A and a Kenwood THD74. So I've got, neither of them are full duplex. So I just use one for transmit and one for receive, which works really well. I, I've gotten that system down great. I love it. Um, 
And then if I'm doing single sideband birds or if I feel like not using a handheld, then I also have I'm actually have two eight seventeens that I use Lucky. Um, with an arrow antenna. So I can swap back and forth depending on what I feel like using. If it's FM, I generally stick with my handhelds. Um, and then I've also got I've also managed to actually have two arrow antennas right now. I have one that I got initially when I got into satellites. And then about six or seven months ago, um, one of the satellite operators made me made me a lid stick. So he took a sat took an arrow antenna and drilled out a bunch of holes in it, and it's so much lighter. It's awesome. Um, so I kind of alternate between the two antennas depending on my mood. Um, so yeah, I've got a pretty good system going gear-wise. I've got some nice bags that work pretty well. It's contained so that I can um, find it easily when I'm at home and also store it easily when I'm at school or work so I can sure. get to it quickly and get on the air. That's got to be quite a challenge to be running two 817s and a, and a holding the antenna and tune following the Doppler and stuff on your channels. How do you do that? It's definitely a challenge. I'm still figuring it all out. Some some days it just works perfectly, and some days it's like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> um, it's definitely a good challenge, though. It's a lot of fun. Um, Have you ever yeah, listened to uh, the single sideband birds, the linear birds on, uh, like, uh, RTL, SDR dongle with a waterfall? <gasps> I haven't yet. No, I don't have any um, waterfall. Like I don't have any STL dongles or anything. Yeah, you so can I've get one asked... for uh, twenty dollars, and then you okay. can plug that into your computer and run some free software like SDR or Sharp or something, and and mm -hmm. you can actually see the guys talking. Yeah, it makes it really easy to find them rather than having to spin <laughs> the dial and where are they? Where are they? Yes, um, true. I should look into that. Um, I really like the challenge when I'm portable. I like the challenge of like, ooh, there's, there they are. Try to find them on the frequency and keep up the track and keep turning for Doppler <laughs> and keep talking and don't forget to drop the, don't drop the antenna. <laughs> but yeah, the, adding the waterfall would be pretty cool. I'll have to look into that. I can just see technology changing down the road where they'll have waterfalls on HTs. Sideband. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Everything's getting smaller and smaller. Well, mm -hmm. this is uh, this is really inspirational to uh, meet a young person, and I understand that you are a fellow member of the yacht group. Yes, I am. I've been involved in that for a number of years, um, since 2017, I believe. Um, great group. Really enjoyed getting to know the other hams. Um, have not been able to check into the yacht nets as much as I would like, mostly because Saturday nights are often crazy, either with school or whatnot. Um, but I check in when I can and really enjoy being a part of that group. I imagine it was Captain Ed that recruited you into the yacht group, huh? Yeah, um, just heard about the group and then I don't remember exactly how it happened. I think I just heard about the group, um, knew a lot of young hams were into it, and then got to meet him at one of the ham event at like the Michigan International Speedway or something. Okay. Um, yeah, Michigan Ham Conner. He's kind of close he's, to where your college is, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get at. The the video that when I was operating it, Aaron, I was I was already a, a member at that point. But yes, definitely, definitely was recruited and got into it, which is great. Cool. Well, it would be nice if you were free tonight if you could check in. Ed says that he hasn't heard from you for a while and would love to have you check in. They've got yeah, so many you. cool young people, all the way down to like seven years old. Yeah, and they are I will so see sharp. You. 
um, I'm on family break right now, so we've got a big doing some family stuff later. And then I'm also um, running. So December is Yoda month, so youngsters or youth on the air. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of stations on um, Kilo 8 Yankee, Kilo 8 Oscar, Kilo 8 Tango, and Kilo 8 Alpha that are on in the U.S. Um, and starting tonight, I'll be running Kilo 8 Yankee until the end of the month. Oh. Um, so I will try. I will do my absolute best to get on Yacht Net tonight. We shall see, depending on how sure. family commitments go. But it's on my to-do list to get on as soon as possible. So yeah. well, I will be on at some point in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully tonight, and if not tonight, then like next week. Yeah, they're also uh, having a youth chat on Tuesday nights, same time. Oh, that's right. That's right. And okay. Ed, Ed says that's not a net. It's just a fellowship. But it's still kind of a net. <laughs> it's still run like a net. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just love hearing these young people. It's just so impressive. Their smarts and their gifts of communication. It's just, uh, it's what's going to keep this hobby alive. So, uh, now, For sure. you've done uh, a D expedition. That's kind of unusual. What was that like? It was awesome. So, I went on DX and a DX adventure. It was um, the Dave Calter Memorial Youth DX adventure. Um, back in 2016, we went down to the Caribbean island of Saba. It was incredible. Um, I loved it. I love running a pileup. I love mm. working rare stations. I just, the thrill from doing that is what gets me going in the hobby. Like, I love it. That's my one of my favorite parts of HF. Um, so just getting to experience the culture down in this teensy tiny island. Um, Sabe is known because it has the smallest uh, commercial runway in the world. Um, so we were in this teensy tiny plane landing on this teensy tiny <laughs> air, um, landing. We're like, what? <laughs> it was really cool. Um, and just getting to connect with the other hams that were there and the team leaders. It was awesome. Um, I am really excited because it was such a good experience and really got to connect with people worldwide. Um, our host there, uh, Jeff, NM1Y, is now one of my really good friends in the hobby. Um, he's a great guy been on many like large D expeditions himself. Hmm. Um, so it was just really good. Just learning from everybody else. There's, you know, I was a decent operator when I went and I learned so much and became an even better one because of that trip. Um, so it was a lot of fun and I'm really excited because, um, I'm actually going to get the opportunity to be on the trip again. Um, this upcoming year, oh, very um, cool. I was invited to be one, uh, a youth leader for the trip, um, the 2020 trip. Um, so I'm really excited about that. They're still ironing out details and whatnot, but, um, I'll wow. be going to, with the team to Curacao this year. So I'm very, very, very excited about that opportunity. Wow. That is so exciting. Well, it's gotta be especially exciting to talk to people on the air and then get to meet them face to face. And like you say, have lifetime friends and there's not much that separates us when we've got all these different ways of communication. Of course, you know, nowadays in our generation, we've got our cell phones. That's all we need. Uh, how do you how do you keep young people interested in the hobby when they've got such easy technology at their fingertips? Great question. I would definitely I definitely try to push the fact that it's the it's original form of communication. You don't need anything else to communicate. You can literally have a radio and talk with someone. Um, so especially if students are interested in how like their cell phones work you can really tie that into well the, they're using internet well there's also communication you can use that does not use internet so when or you know cell towers and whatnot 
Um, so when, really when, when all else fails, amateur radio is there, you can still communicate. Um, and also tie in just the, the incredible technology um, that we have in amateur radio that, you know, st- students are interested in digital mode, in digital communication in general, um, even if it's just texting or whatnot in your cell phone, but you do that on the radio. Um, you really get to explore the cutting edge of technology. Um, and then I also just like to push the fun, the fun side of it. You can do so many things. You can do satellites. You can do fox hunting, which is really exciting. You know, hide and go seek, kind of like Pokemon Go. We organized one of those at school this past term. I'm going to do it again over spring term. And we got, got some interest because it was different. It was It's something that they could relate to because it was hide and go seek, but it was different and exciting and new at the same time. Um, so I think it's really important to focus on how many different aspects of the hobby we can do. Um, just because, say, um, I have a friend who's interested in DXing, and, but I like to do satellites, but someone else does exclusively Morse code, you you aren't tied down to one thing. I like to go between all of them. Sure. Um, so really focusing, um, if you're trying to get someone interested, show them how many different things you can do. Um, I definitely try to work. If you, I talk with someone who's interested in the hobby and they're like, I want to do um, high altitude ballooning. And I'm like, okay, well, here's a friend who's done more of this than me. I've done a little bit and I can show you by my enthusiasm how much I loved it. But here's more information. Go talk with them. So I really try to keep a, um, a network of people that I can um, introduce new hams to so they can get more information about anything they may be interested in. Because I know some things, but I don't know everything. And if someone's interested in a different aspect of the hobby than me, I want them to still do ham radio. So I'm going to find someone that they can connect with even better. Yeah. Well, you're in the forefront of this. Uh, I understand you're president of the ham radio club at college. Yes, I am. And I would think that uh, your peers in college would be your typical young person in this country that just all he needs is his smartphone. Why in the world would I want to get into ham radio? How do you convince him that it's worthwhile? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I bet you've had a lot of weird looks and like, yeah, right. No, thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's definitely the Amateur Radio Club at Kettering University. It was active in like 50s, 70s, 80s, um, and then it kind of shut down, so I actually got it restarted. It's definitely been more of a challenge than I thought when I started just because we're so busy at Kettering. You only have 11 weeks at school at one time. Um, but yes, it's definitely, I've definitely got a lot of weird looks of what are you doing? Why do we care? Um, I have a little bit of a head start because Kettering it's, it's an engineering and business school. Um, so we're already technically minded. So you get some interest that already from that, but on the flip side, it's a technical school. So we're also busy with our engineering classes that we don't have time. Anyhow, it's definitely been a good challenge to do those kind of things for students, um, we've tried to do a variety of activities from just bringing in speakers. We've Skyped in some speakers on various topics. We've brought in local club members to, um, from the local Genesee County Amateur Radio Club to do presentations for us. Um, some Kettering alumni have been wonderful. They've brought us a ham van, and it's a portable amateur radio station in a like an old weather van. Mm. And we've been able to do school club roundup from their van the last couple of years. Um, so it's definitely been a definitely been a good challenge. We're still trying to get a permanent station on campus, 
um, just because the old one, like all the equipment was sold and whatnot. So we're just trying to get access to the roof mm-hmm. so we can put an antenna up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely been a very, very good challenge for me. Made me learn more um, communication skills, more leadership skills, more marketing skills, which I'm definitely still improving on. Um, definitely, so we got, got a lot of interest. We got a lot of interest from students, almost more interest from faculties and staff. Like Kettering's president used to be ham, um, our head of campus safety. He had family members who were hams. So, like, they're all very supportive um, and just trying to do activities that students will also attend. How many members are in the club? Um, we've got around like eight to ten right now. Okay. Um, don't are, all come to meetings. Are yeah, they, about eight to ten right now. Are they young students like yourself? Yeah, most of them are students. Okay. Well, you seem like kind of an old soul. Uh, you like the older technology, the traditional stuff. Do you use any digital stuff like D-Star, DMR, anything like that? Ooh, that's actually on my bucket list. So oh. <laughs> you're pretty accurate. Like, I am somewhat of an old soul. I love the older technology. Um, but I'm very fascinated by the, all the newer technology, and I try to learn it, as much of it as I can. Um, so I have a DMR radio. Um, I just haven't had the opportunity to actually use it yet um, for mm-hmm. DMR. I use it for satellites. I just haven't used it for oh, DMR. Sure. Um, and I have some equipment so that I can do digital. I just haven't had the chance I have older radios, so I haven't actually been able to like do the whole interface thing between computer and radio mm-hmm. to transmit. Um, so you don't so do FT8 or anything list. like that? I have not yet. Okay. It is on my bucket list. It's yeah. on the like, top of my bucket list to get going on. Sure. Um, but we'll see when it happens. <clears throat> so <clears throat> You've never stooped to the level of using Zello? Ooh. I say that tongue-in-cheek because I'm a big Zello <laughs> fan. I use Zello and uh, TeamSpeak, uh, Discord comm servers. I mean, mm-hmm. we use all the digital stuff. We think it's a good That's way great. to introduce young people to the hobby. Uh, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, so you don't use your phone for any of that type of communication, huh? Not too much, no. What have you got? iPhone? Android? Yeah, iPhone. Okay. Well, you'll have to jump yeah. into uh, Zello. Check into our, yeah. di- we have uh, three or four Digicom Cafe channels. Okay. Uh, we got cool. three, three of them are just VoIP only for non-hams too, to join the conversation. Mm-hmm. And one of them is for hams only. In fact, we had it bridged to a multi-mode uh, digital system. But uh, wow. if you go to my website, digicomcafe.com, go down to the ham buffet menu. You can see all the different places that people can fellowship and interact with one another. We'd love to have you aboard. All right, I will look into it. I have a little more time since I'm on winter break now, so I'll have to look into it. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'll hopefully hear you on the bird again. Definitely. I, I, I won't call you this more. time. I'll give everybody else a chance because I know everybody <laughs> wants to reconnect with you again. But this has been really fun. I'm so proud of you, and you're a, you're a good representation of youth in amateur radio. And keep up the good work. Congratulations on your award last year, and I hope uh, your sphere of influence will continue to grow and you'll be able to get more young people in this great hobby of ours. Thank you so much. God bless you. Merry Christmas. God bless you too. Have a great New Year. This is KGHCX, and this is the last net of uh, 2019. We meet every Saturday evening at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time on the Echolink conference node. Also, we are linked into our local repeater, WAPIF.
this net focuses especially on youth, but older hams are also welcome to check in and share their knowledge on youth and ham radio. Remember to pause several seconds between calls, and there is a three-minute timer on the WACIM computer. When you check in, pause for a few seconds and give your call sign slowly and phonetically. If there is any emergency traffic, we will handle it immediately when indicated. There will be just one round, with the second round for anyone that would like to continue their conversation uh, with each other. Um, so, uh, I'll uh, mention the list of uh, call signs that I have on the uh, screen at this time. And, of course, we'll go with the youth uh, first. So, uh, this is what I have. N4WGY link. Uh, ZL3DUG. K5DCC. I have the HAM conference. KC3CDU. K1NIK. KG9HGO. W9MEF. KC9TWS. BK3TBS. W8PIF computer, MW6SNL, and VK3HJQ, and K9ARZ. I also have another station, KJ7BRE. Uh, we'll put him down on the list. And uh, this evening, uh, uh, as far as uh, topics to talk about, if you would like to comment on any uh, one or two main events of the year just concluding, or in your uh, uh, projections for 2020, uh, feel free to do so. Um, a lot of things have happened to us in the year just uh, concluding, and uh, uh, one thing that I'm very thankful for is the fact that Yacht has grown by 47 new members, both youth and adults. And we look forward to an increased uh, proliferation in uh, 2020. Okay, very good, Declan. Glad you had a nice Christmas there and got uh, something your heart desired. And, and uh, if anybody wants to comment on, on anything special which they received from uh, Santa Claus, <laughs> right ahead and uh, we had a good Christmas on this end as well no radio uh, related equipment but if I want something uh, radio wise I usually have to pick it up myself we're going to save any major purchases for Hamvention in May I guess <laughs> okay thank you Declan and I hope we'll hear from your dad as well uh, before the net is up and let's see I've got a K5NO, Mark, uh, logged in, and also KS8O, Jim, logged in, too. Oh, I also got KC0QNB. I'll put the, those calls on my log here. And, uh, okay, let's go to, who else do we have here for, oh, um, K1NIK. Uh, has a daughter who is, I'm sure, uh, waiting to be uh, 
uh, given the opportunity to talk on the radio. So, uh, uh, put Tori on K1NIK, Nikki down in Texas. Uh, good evening. Hope you and your daughter had a great Christmas. Uh, go ahead. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, this is Kilo One, November India. Kilo, yeah, we did. We had a fantastic Christmas, and uh, I'm sure the girls were really happy with what Santa Claus was able to pull off this year. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna turn it over to her real quick, though. Tori's been waiting in here for about an hour, wondering when the net was gonna start. So here she is. Okay. Oh, he's doing all Hey, Mr. Edward, this is Lori Gaspard. I had a fantastic Christmas. I got a new flower shop coloring book and a new art set to put my colors in. Are you happy to be on school break? I'm happy to be on, uh, uh, I was happy to be on school break and I'm ready to go back after New Year's, uh, a day. Yep, you, 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 you wait for 2020? For 2020. All right. All right. Well, 7:30. I just want to go. All right. Yeah. She's she's been really excited to get on here and talk to everybody. So. so. All right. Well, that's that's it for us, Sarah, Mr. Ed, and uh, I'll turn it back to you and that control. This is Kilo One, November India Kilo, and I'll be on the side listening. KGHCX. Very good, uh, Nikki, and great day. Tori, you sound great. Uh, I'm glad you got a uh, very nice Christmas and ready to go back to school before too long. I think after the first of the year, most schools uh, go back into session. So you have a good, good, happy, successful school year, Tori, and keep checking in with Mom there on the net. We love to hear from you. So let's uh, move along here. Uh, Let's go to looking at my list. I think Clay is on board. Yes, he is. KG9HGO. He's our uh, young feller who's a licensed pilot and uh, lives in the great state of Indiana. <laughs> so what kind of a Christmas did you have, Clay? Uh, go ahead. Great call, over. H-G-O from the great state of Indiana. Uh, uh, yeah, I had a great Christmas. Uh, had some family over and uh, a friend uh, a friend came over. Uh, our, uh, lo- our local uh, radio expert. Um, no jokes. Uh, whoever helped uh, helped a friend get uh, a very large tree branch, or actually half of the tree, off of his barn roof. That that was pretty interesting. But we were able, uh, between four of us, we were able to get off without anyone getting hurt. So that was great. Uh, been getting a lot of stuff done. Uh, kind of hard to believe that this year is almost over already because it seems like I just now got used to it being 2019. Now i got to get used to 
2020. But, yep, that's it. Uh, thanks for doing that. Good to see everyone on. DD9HTO, back to that control.
I'm coming from uh, New Hampshire, Gothtown, somewhere around Manchester, northeast. Um, yeah, I've been doing very well. I just wanted to just see what's up going on in this channel. It's been a long time since I've gone back to that point. Um, I've been struggling constantly because I've got this new handheld transceiver. It's called the Kenwood TH374. Quite an empty one. Uh, I'm still struggling on how to uh, access a uh, repeater with that thing in particular. <laughs> Tony, uh, could you tell me if you are a youth, uh, and I consider a youth anywhere from 20, 25 on down and above that, uh, the adult. I like to keep track of the youth and the adults who check in. So uh, would you mind telling me your age, uh, Tony? Uh, go ahead. Sure, my apologies, sir. Uh, yes, I am 27 years old. I just turned 27, I think, on the 26th, two days ago. Yeah, for Christmas. What a coincidence, huh? <laughs> okay, very good. Then uh, you're you're one of the adults, uh, older hams, by about two years. <laughs> so, very good, Tony. Good to have you aboard. And uh, uh, we got you on the list. We meet here every Tuesday, Saturday evening at uh, 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here again Tuesday evening for our New Year's Eve uh, bash, <laughs> about 7 o'clock if you want to join us there as well. Okay, let's move along down the road here, looking at my list. Uh, next up would be ZL3DUG, and he is already celebrating Sunday afternoon over in New Zealand. So, Doug, good evening. Uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, go ahead. ZL3DUG here in reply. Yes, it is uh, just coming on 2.20 in the afternoon on Sunday in New Zealand. Um, Christmas is good. Uh, my sister um, and her husband came over from Melbourne, Australia. Um, yeah, they've been living there for about five years now. Um, their daughter came up from Wellington and was able to join us, but their son is uh, with the Army and he's deployed overseas at the moment. Um, but we did get to talk to him on Skype, as we did with my brother in London. Um, so we're all spread out around the world, but uh, uh, technology can bring us together again. So it's, um, it's good to be able to do that. And, um, yeah, we had a good day, and uh, um, I've been involved in uh, volunteering at the um, at the park. So, you know, people come to see the, the lighting displays and um, hear some bands playing. There'll be some music playing until mid-January. So... Um, that's been quite popular. It was packed last night uh, for um, Fleet Mac Wood, uh, a lady DJ from LA, and um, she was mixing up all the uh, Fleetwood Mac songs, and uh, there was a lot of people dancing, so it was uh, quite a good night. Um, 
hopefully this afternoon after the net I'll get my uh, HF antenna back in the sky. I had some problems with it, so I hope it's uh, it's going to go straight back up with no problems. Uh, may need some tuning, but um, uh, we'll see. Uh, shouldn't be too far off. And uh, down here we've got... Um, a national system of uh, repeaters in the uh, UHF band and every now and then there's a competition and the one at the moment uh, somebody's got to be at a telephone exchange to uh, to get the point so um, I went to two telephone exchanges yesterday and there's another seven or so that I intend to go to to uh, put those ones out for points and uh, it's all about having fun so um, you know there will be a certificate for those Okay KGHCS yes, very good uh, Doug and uh, good to hear from you again from uh, uh, the uh, New Zealand uh, area and uh, moving along here uh, Let's uh, see if there's anybody on the ham conference. Uh, I did catch, uh, let's see, VK3HJQ, but I think he had to drop out. Uh, are there any other stations from the ham conference from Australia or New Zealand? And, I, and I, Ben, I do have you separately, so we'll get to you, Ben, uh, as, a, uh, as a single entry, so do you stand by? Is there anybody from the hand conference at this time, either Australia or New Zealand, would like to check in? Net Control, this is K5NO, Kilowatt 5, Noe, Ontario. Okay, uh, Mark, I already have you down. I, I uh, saw you when you, uh, when you checked in a few minutes ago, so you're on the list. Okay, um, nobody uh, checked in there, uh, but we do have uh, John on board. Uh, he had to leave, but we, he did check in on the screen. So K5DCC is next up. Uh, that would be Denny J over in uh, Northwest Arkansas. Good evening, Jenny. Uh, or Denny. Uh, uh, by the way, that was a great interview you had with uh, Ruth Willett. Uh, this morning, so uh, anybody who wants to hear it, it's either on, on the Digicom page or it's also in the news section of the Yacht page as well. Denny, uh, go ahead. Yeah, KGA Charlie X-Ray and the Yachtnet K5 Delta Charlie Charlie or Digicom Cafe. Denny here in the Ozarks of Northwest Arkansas. We're down at our son's place. We're having a little family celebration here. It's, uh, what is it, the seventh, eighth night of Hanukkah or something. So uh, we're celebrating Hanukkah with them. And we've celebrated Christmas uh, with others. And it's just been a wonderful holiday. Beautiful weather here. Unbelievable Christmas weather. It's been in the 70s. And, of course, we went to Silver Dollar City to see the lights again. And uh, we were in shirt sleeves, and it was just beautiful. Uh, the big excitement for me this year has been uh, watching my podcast grow to now become a daily dynamic podcast. And thank you, Ed. Uh, that was a thrill uh, to meet uh, to meet uh, uh, 
another youth yacht member. Ruth is just uh, brilliant, and uh, she did a great job with the interview. I hooked up with her on uh, the satellite yesterday on AO92. Uh, heard this young youth uh, voice on there and made a contact and looked her up on QRZ to find out that here she's uh, been the award winner for the uh, Hiram, oh, what is it? No, it's a long name, but it's the... Uh, uh, the double A-double-R-L, uh, Percy Hiram Maxim or something like that uh, award for 2018. It's awarded to young people under the age of 21, and she is a great representative of youth and amateur radio. In fact, I think uh, the rest of this week and tomorrow she's uh, going to be working uh, with some of the Yoda things. She's got a three three-letter uh, or a one-by-one call, uh, something Y8Y or something. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head here. So anyway, she'll be uh, all over sideband, I'm sure, and probably doing some more satellites with it, too. But uh, just another good example of uh, youth and amateur radio, and so proud to be uh, a fellow yacht member with her, too, and uh, just uh, thrilled to have had this opportunity to get to know her better through this interview. You can listen to that uh, on my website, digicomcafe.com. You can find it on my QRZ page under K5DCC. Uh, of course, you can find it here on the yacht's Facebook page, too. Ed uh, shares those in the news section, too. So uh, I'm really grateful for that. Good to be partnering with the Yacht Group. Anyway, uh, 73, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah to everybody here in the Yacht Net. I'm going back to the family, and we're also waiting for some severe weather here tonight, getting pretty close. And it's warm again tonight, too, and a little bit of rain, but uh, we got some chance of tornadoes here. Back to you, Ed, K5, DCC, 73. Okay, KGAC, it's very good, uh, Denny, and hello to all the uh, family members in the background, and thanks for checking in. Go back and enjoy the family and the friends, and uh, uh, we'll uh, keep track of your travels and your podcasts and your interviews uh, throughout 2020, I'm sure. Okay, next up, uh, let's see, looking at my screen, I don't see any more new stations, uh, I just see a Japanese station uh, uh, drop in for just a couple of seconds and they dropped out again. So uh, let's go to KC3CDU next. Uh, Timothy, go ahead. Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> hello to uh, everybody in the net. I will just. Uh, over here listening and uh, responding to a message that came on Hello Talk. It's a language learning app where you uh, communicate with natives of the language that you're interested in. And uh, for me, that would be Hebrew, uh, just FYI. And so I use uh, Hi Native and Hello Talk, Google Translate, and Duolingo. But anyway, uh, for Christmas, let's see, I got an AeroPress for Christmas. And uh, that's like a coffee maker, only I use it for tea because I'm a tea drinker and I hate coffee. Uh, and uh, I uh, also got uh, some some money for Christmas. That's always a good thing because that means I can buy new antennas, which I'm actually thinking about buying the Comet SMA24. If anybody's familiar with the Comet SMA24, I'm thinking about buying that for my altar note. Um, so we'll see what happens with $25 purchase. And 
I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I'm still waiting on the Lord to uh, give me more guidance and such. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. To God be the glory either way. And, uh, you know, I was hoping that we would have uh, Sebastian in here, KN6BDL. Um, and uh, James, KN4RUU. Uh, I was hoping that we would have uh, them in here. And uh, Katie, by the way. Uh, Lima Quebec Radio. Uh, usually uh, she's in here. Uh, so uh, hopefully everything is okay with uh, Katie there. And hopefully everything's okay with the... Uh, the other two that I had mentioned, um, but uh, everything's going good, and uh, we had a good contact there with Olivia down there in Australia, here on the yacht, and uh, I believe uh, her folks are tuned in to the yacht net tonight, um, so hopefully we'll hear her on the yacht, on the yacht net if I can get my tongue to actually work and cooperate as it should, um, which it usually doesn't whenever I have a mint candy in my mouth, which I do right now, so no wonder. Uh, anyhow, uh, we will send it on back to uh, Net Control, and this is KC3CDU. Uh, by the way, this is ending not only a new year, not only a new decade, but I believe, uh, when do we enter into the new... Uh, Okay, KJCX. Okay, very good, uh, Timothy. No, this, we're in the 21st century. It will be for some years to come. And uh, we're entering a new decade. Um, a new, a new uh, census will be taken uh, uh, starting in January, uh, which is done at the first year of every decade. So, uh, and I haven't heard from uh, uh, Sebastian since early uh, November. I don't know what happened to him. He just kind of dropped out. And James, I haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks either. So, uh, anyway, uh, maybe we'll hear from them on uh, New Year's Eve. So thanks, uh, Timothy, and uh, we'll move along here. I did have a W9MEF, but I think he has dropped out. I'm not sure where he's from. But I don't see the call set up on the screen anymore. And there is a station that I caught in the chat box, the KC9TWS. Again, I'm not sure where that station is coming from, but uh, if uh, that station is on board, KC9TWS, uh, go ahead. This is KGHCX and the Yacht uh, Youth This is Kilo Charlie 9, 10 Whitney Sierra. This is Joseph, um, uh, down in Indiana, close to the Kentucky border. Okay, Joseph, uh, we got you. KC9TWS, down on the southern border of uh, Indiana. I didn't see your name on the screen, but it did show up in the chat box, so uh, I knew you were on board somewhere. <laughs> So, uh, anything you want to pass along uh, this uh, evening to the group here assembled? Uh, and we meet here every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. on the Yacht Youth Day. Uh, go ahead.
enjoying my first time on this net. I'm currently connected so that's why you probably else except um, on the connection. Uh, all I have to say, um, enjoying the net at 9, 10, with you see or I'm back to net I see you're uh, connected to the HAM uh, conference, so uh, any way you can get in is fine with me, so we got you on board. Thanks, uh, Joseph. And uh, next up is Ben, VK3TBS. Uh, ben, haven't heard from you in a while, but glad to make contact with you this, uh, well, in your case, I think it's probably late morning over in Australia. So, VK3TVS, uh, go ahead, Ben. K5DCC. I'm Hannah, and I'm 11 years old. My sister is Olivia, and she lives on here earlier, chatting to Timothy. It is currently 35 degrees outside, and I'll get to 38 degrees today. That's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Tomorrow it will be even hotter here. I live on 110 Fahrenheit, and it's not even the hottest month yet. We have our shower water going onto our lawn so it doesn't die and turn into dust. My favorite Christmas present that I got would have to be my robotic kit. Um, it is now Sunday afternoon here. I live in the city of Melbourne on the bottom of Australia. We plan on going to church this afternoon if it isn't too hot. Thanks for including me on your net. This is VK3 TBS, second operator. Well, very good, Hannah. Good to hear from you, and I'm glad Daddy gave you an opportunity to talk to the group here from all the way across the ocean in Melbourne, Australia. And yeah, you are having your summer, we're having our winter. Up here, I think we've got 32 degrees, and we're supposed to get some rain tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow, quite a bit of rain. We do have some snow on the ground, though. And a couple inches more is planned for, uh, for Monday. So I'm glad you had a good, uh, good Christmas there, Hannah. Um, Anybody else in your family? I know you have a sister, and of course, Dad is standing by, I'm sure. Um, we got you on the list as uh, third party. Um, anybody else from the VK3TBS family would like to uh, say a few words to the group this evening? Or, in your case, good morning. Go ahead. when the net was on because um, um, with us being on summertime and you changing your time as well we weren't uh, sure because uh, I don't think it says UTC time when you advertise it but uh, here's my uh, third operator Olivia uh-huh. Hi I'm Olivia <laughs> Back to you Ed Okay very good um, I had to write down Olivia's name here on the list. Uh, 
VK3 TBS, third party Olivia. Oh, we got Hannah, we got Olivia there, and, and of course Dad too, uh, Ben. <laughs> Very good. Do appreciate uh, hearing those young voices, and uh, maybe somewhere down the road, uh, when you feel uh, confident, you'll have your own ham license to kind of uh, uh, compete with Dad there on the radios. <laughs> okay, very good. And Ben, thanks for showing up uh, this uh, morning and uh, with the, your daughters as well. They're welcome anytime. Okay, let's see here. Do we have uh, oh, anybody on the WHPIF repeater that would like to join us at this time? I don't hear anybody on a local repeater. Kevin, I do have you listed separately, so I think you're up next, as a matter of fact. Yes, you are. K-A-9-A-R-Z. Uh, Kevin, good evening. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening, uh, Ed and everybody on the uh, Yacht Net this evening, the uh, final uh, Saturday night edition of uh, 2019. Uh, KG86, this KA9ARZ uh, at uh, my house here in uh, Sturgeon Bay listening to the uh, net and uh, glad to have a respectable turnout uh, this evening there. Yeah, looking forward to the uh, Tuesday night uh, end of the year uh, get together. That's always uh, enjoyable to uh, check in on and then, uh, of course, the uh, yeah, candy net uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, anyways, a very uh, Merry uh, uh, Christmas uh, to all, and Happy New Year coming up uh, this uh, Tuesday as well there. So, uh, yeah, the uh, boy, the year sure zipped along uh, fast there with, uh, of course, me being uh, back uh, Door County uh, year-round. Uh, fortunate with Echolink Technology, I was able to uh, join this uh, net over the past uh, several years. Uh, in fact, uh, sometime uh, even uh, heading over to a... Uh, Hockey walking over to Canada for a hockey game in uh, Fort Francis there. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, rain. It was raining here uh, this evening, and uh, depending on where you are, uh, further north uh, and uh, west, uh, could be getting a little bit of uh, snow there. So with that, I'll send it back to uh, Net Control, KG8CX. This is K9ARZ, 73 all. Okay, very good, uh, Kevin. I see uh, you're on uh, uh, twice. I've uh, got you uh, uh, separately and also on the AM uh, conference. You're coming in on both uh, both uh, uh, calls here. Now let me turn my uh, the other radio down. That was our 70-centimeter repeater that you heard in the background. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Kevin, and let's move along here to uh, K5NO. Uh, good evening. Uh, go ahead, K5NO, KGHCX in the Adnet. Well, good evening, Ed. Good evening to the net. This is K5NO, Kilowatt 5 in Oe, Ontario. The name is Mark Maxwell for Radio Canada. 70 degrees under cloudy skies, going to high of 81 on Sunday. So I want to call to say good evening, uh, wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a Happy Hanukkah. Tonight with the seventh night of Hanukkah, with uh, one more to follow, 
uh, Hanukkah is eat light. So um, uh, uh, this time tomorrow there will be the end of Hanukkah. Um, not much else. Uh, just uh, uh, I'm fine. Here is fine. It's right in the world. So uh, back to you, 73Z, and take care. Uh, KGHCX from K5NO. Very good, uh, Mark. Good hearing from you from uh, the uh, warm state of Florida. And uh, you have a good evening as well. Good weekend. And uh, I did have KC0QNB, but I think he dropped out. I don't see him on board anymore, but he is on the list. And uh, let's see it. I think ZL3TOM is signed in. I see that uh, call sign in the chat box. So I'll put you on the list. Before we do that, let's go to Eddie, 89HGR, and Clay's dad over in Indiana. Good evening, Eddie. What's new uh, with you and the family? Go ahead. Well, good evening, everyone. This is KD9HGR, Eddie, and... Eddie Hanna from Indiana, but uh, been a glorious day there, Ed, and uh, like Clay was saying earlier, we just have one of our Elmers, uh, half a tree had broke off and fell on the roof of his old barn, and that didn't go through the roof, praise the Lord on that, and uh, with the help of another um, brother, Ham, Clay and him got up on the roof, and they uh, whacked away at the branches till we got it down to a... Oh, a sizable stub still up on the roof, probably about eight, ten inches in diameter. And they worked it down, and uh, then we finally got to where we could tie a rope on it, and I used a truck, and we, we uh, drug it off the edge of the roof where it hit the ground and did not uh, tear up the barn any. Praise the Lord on that. So, And no one got hurt, and uh, that was our big event for the day and for the week, really. And it is raining now here in Indiana, in our part of it, and... Uh, it comes down in torrential downpours and it lets off a little bit, so. But it's supposed to start raining, I guess, it'll rain all through tomorrow, also. And then we're looking for snow come Tuesday. And uh, it's been a good net. It's fun to live, listen to everybody, especially them youngins on the air. That is so great. Uh, we need more youth, that's for sure, to keep this thing going. So, with that, Mr. Ed, I'll turn it back to you. This is KD9 HGR seventy threes, everyone, and God bless. Hello, oh, KGHCX. Well, good to hear from you, Eddie. God bless you and the family, and uh, have a great uh, rest of 2019. Just a few days left, and have the best uh, New Year ever. And we'll look forward to hearing from you and Clay uh, uh, as the weeks and months roll on. So maybe we'll even see you and Clay at the Hamvention in May, like we did last year. So and and, and your wife, Clay's mom as well. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Who else do we? K7JKA uh, is uh, uh, stop by. We'll put him on the list. Call sign. Then we'll get into. Uh, Dave over there in Wales, DWASNL. Uh, Andy, any any words you want to say to us this evening from uh, Phoenix, Arizona? This is KGHCX.
Okay, very good, Dave. GGCX, always great to hear from you and Declan, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, uh, meet together many, many times during the upcoming uh, months and weeks and months. So, uh, always a pleasure to have both you and Declan uh, uh, check in as well. Okay, uh, are there any other stations now that uh, haven't called that uh, might be lurking about? Our final youth net of 2019. So if anybody is out there that has not been recognized, uh, now is your turn. This is Ed KGHCX. Standing by. Kilo, Charlie 3, Charlie Delta Victor. November. Niner Zulu India Vector N9 ZIV Dwayne. Okay, we've got KC3CDV and N9 ZIV. So we'll go to KC3CDV uh, first. Uh, call sign is familiar. I think you're a brother to Timothy. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what's happening in your area of the country or the state of Pennsylvania, I guess. Go ahead. Affirmative on that, Eddie. Uh, I am Timothy's brother, and uh, currently we are under a dense fog advisory uh, due to lift uh, between 8 and 9 a.m. tomorrow. Um, and that is specifically for my county, among other counties, uh, that the PBZ office down in uh, Pittsburgh slash Moon Township uh, covers. And uh, keeping an eye on that. And, uh, you know, Christmas was good. Uh, you know, hopefully was able to plant some seeds of the gospel because, after all, Christmas was truly about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the reason for the Christmas season. And, uh, you know, I, I was hoping that I could catch the last net of 2019 uh, for the yacht. And I just finished listening to Unshackled, and it finished at um, 8.30. And I said, I'm going to hop onto the yacht. I couldn't get into the yacht, so I figured, I wonder. So I hopped onto the dewdrop-in node, and it's working. That's how I'm getting in. But... Uh, just want to wish everyone a happy new year and uh, kids that are running third party get your ham tickets kids it'll be some of the most fun you have ever had in your life believe me it's fun <laughs> I may not operate much but when I do it's fun <laughs> this is KC3CDV back to you Ed okay very good Yep, ham radio is definitely fun. I've been in it since 1991. And into communications uh, of the monitoring kind even before that. So, it's uh, definitely uh, a great hobby, and I encourage anyone to give it some serious thought, whether they're youth or older uh, people. It makes no difference. Uh, we have a number of hams in our area that... Uh, 65 and older, and 
Unfortunately, we only have one or two younger hams, and they're not very active on the radio, so it's good to hear all the young hams uh, abound in the yacht team from all over the country and the world. Okay, let's go next to, let's see, well, that would be Dwayne, N9ZIV. I believe you're in uh, the Chicago area, Dwayne. Uh, now, go ahead. Head, KGCX. K-5-D-C-C. Yeah, Captain, and good there, yeah, and the youth. I've been listening in, so I good there, the youth out there. Uh, and you run a good net there. Um, they, they went kick in, and they for the net. I'll be uh, monitoring. And do drop in. Come on, connect me time. I'm always monitoring. Looking for company that someone to talk to. So if that's you, I need you. Drop in. Do drop in. 73 is God bless. Happy dear. And nine that I be. Okay, very good, uh, Dwayne. Thanks for checking in this evening. All right, that brings me to the bottom of the list. I think I've got everybody here. Uh, I'm looking at the screen. I don't see any new stations uh, um, on screen. So uh, if, uh, if there's anybody out there that has yet to check in that would like to, uh, uh, go right ahead. You might be coming in through the AM conference or maybe through one of the other, uh, well, we only have two repeater links, WHPIF and, uh, well, I see the one in Alabama has dropped out, so all we have is WHPIF and the AM uh, conference. Anybody else? TGHCX and the Yacht it.
you're two hours earlier than uh, uh, Doug is in New Zealand. Yeah, 12.58. So, uh, anyway, hope the fires have lessened over there in your part of the world. You certainly had a, uh, a problem with that uh, throughout much of uh, that section of the country there. Okay. I guess that covers it this evening. Now, if anybody wants to make a contact with New Zealand or Australia, you can do that as soon as I close the net down. And uh, try to join us again Tuesday evening for our New Year's Eve uh, farewell to 2019 party. And that will be about 7 o'clock Central Time here on the Yacht uh, Conference Node. And... uh, you can come in and leave at your leisure and uh, stay as long as you want and, and uh, just uh, kind of have some fun, talk about uh, what has happened in the past year and what your plans are for 2020 and anything else that uh, comes to mind. So that'll be on Tuesday evening, about the same time at 7 p.m. Our time, of course, it depends on where you're located. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Wales, and also, too, feel free to jump on the Yacht Conference Node anytime uh, because, uh, well, Doug and John will be celebrating New Year's a lot earlier than we will, probably uh, uh, late early uh, uh, with the Tuesday afternoon here in the States, so uh, if anybody wants to jump in and say Happy New Year to our overseas friends, Feel free to do so. Okay. Anybody else want to make a contact with uh, anyone else or uh, continue on, uh, go right ahead. I'll be monitoring for a while in case there's any last-minute check-ins. This is KGHCX73. Thank you all. Hope you all had a great uh, Christmas holiday and uh, Happy New Year. Good evening. Hopefully we'll uh, have one more opportunity this year. Uh, just say hello to each other, and, and uh, that'll be on Tuesday. With that, 7-3 all, thank you for the support. We appreciate it. And uh, I'll be closing the net officially at 8.01 with, uh, let's see how many we have tickets. We had 28 this evening. KGHCX, uh, thank you. KGHCX from KA9ARZ. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, good evening uh, once again, uh, Ed, uh, KA9ARZ. Yeah, I was just uh, wondering if uh, you uh, had uh, disconnected the one forty-seven triple zero. If it uh, dropped out on its own, because I know yeah, for several minutes, yeah, it hasn't been uh, connected. Go ahead. Uh, no, I didn't. It uh, connected up uh, about a little before seven, a few minutes before. I haven't touched it unless somebody else dropped it out. Yeah, Roger on that. Yeah, just uh, wondering on that. So. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, hopefully getting on the uh, end of the uh, candy net uh, tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, last uh, Sunday was on the uh, 
net up in International Falls and everything shut down, so I just uh, added one to the account. So, 73, K-A-9-A-R-Z. I'll be clear, but listening. Okay. The only thing I can think of is maybe either I or somebody might have timed out the repeater. If we talked three minutes or longer, uh, that's what would have happened. I, I see uh, there, there's no... Uh, audio on the WHPIF repeater, so either that timed it out or somebody pulled the switch and disconnected. <laughs> KEHCX. You know what, I could be wrong, but I don't think the WHPIF machine, I don't think its timeout is three minutes. I think it's significantly less because my node is a three-minute timeout on it has a three-minute timeout on it, and it was not timed out once. But I noticed that if you speak longer than, say, a minute to maybe a minute and 30 seconds, that WAT machine, it will time out. Now, there are two options. A, that's the timeout setting on the repeater itself. Or B, and I would say this is more likely, the timeout settings on Echolink that is set up for that repeater. So, that could be an option there as well. KC3CDU. K5DCC. Okay, well, I always thought it was uh, uh, three minutes. Uh, uh, I've been, <laughs> the repeater's been uh, available to me for well over 20 years, I think it's all, always had uh, uh, three minutes, but it, maybe it's the echolink portion. It's still operational, it just isn't connected anymore. I don't see it up on the screen. I usually disconnect it myself by pushing a, uh, a button on the keypad that gives it a tone that disconnects it. So I see KC, KB3 PZN is on board. Uh, let me put him down on the list. That's Jim, KB3PZN. Uh, go ahead. This is Ed and the uh, Yadutnet. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, evening at the uh, overseas station. It's Saturday uh, night here about, let's see, what would it be? Here we have a... Uh, 0210 UTC for the overseas station. About 9:10 Eastern time. Anyway, name's Jim Julian India Mike, and yeah, um, I've not been on the uh, Echolink for a while. Just thinking of it, thought I'd pop in, and about 10 11 people on, which is great. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna come in real short, say hello to everyone. Uh, I'll be going in shortly to get ready for work. Uh, I work min I work midnight shift, so so I pop in. Back then I'll be listening for about maybe ten minutes. Kilo Bravo three Papa Zulu November Delaware. Okay Jim, got you on the list. Thanks for checking in. Uh as number 29 uh, this evening. Have a good uh, week, and uh, if you don't hear you uh, 
to four, or have a happy new year. By the way, Jim, there's a uh, New Year's Eve uh, thing that the yard is doing. Uh, it'll be, I think, uh, what, what is it, uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central, on Tuesday nights. I'm going to be on the yard throughout the day, so if anybody wants to come in and say, uh, you know, anything, I'll be around. Uh, as I was earlier today, uh, when we got uh, Olivia out there in uh, Australia, who came on, I was able to uh, come back and take her call, uh, which was awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there is a, a New Year's Eve uh, celebration, ceremony, thingamajig that you might want to uh, check into here as well. KC3, CDO. Okay, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Tim, and thank you, Matt, KB3, Pete, This is ZL3DUG, I'll say 7-3 to all who are left on the yacht conference and whoever's on the other ones as well. Um, I'll catch you all next year. Well, it'll be my next year on uh, on most people's New Year's Eve. So uh, I'll be in then. Uh, until then, um, take care and stay safe and uh, I'll see you See you around. ZL3 DUG clear. Today's daily devotional is entitled Attack from Within. Numbers 25, 1 through 3 read, Now Israel remained in Acacia Grove, and the people began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab, and they invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods. And The people ate and bowed down to their gods, so Israel was joined to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. What a sad account we read here. Balaam, in all his attempts to curse Israel in exchange for the riches and fame that Balak promised, utterly failed until now. However, his ability to bring a curse upon Israel was of their own doing. God thwarted every attempt Balak made using Balaam, yet in the end, Balaam gave him the perfect quote-unquote in to get them to curse themselves. This still holds true today. Our enemies, Satan and his demons, will do all they can to bring a curse upon God's people. He, Satan, will launch attacks from without to keep us from speaking the gospel. He will get people to label us narrow-minded, intolerant, and prejudiced haters, but we will, in many cases, band together and do all we can to get the message out there. Unbeknownst to the Israelites, God was shielding them from the attacks of their enemy, just as God protects us from the many dangers that uh, many of us are not even aware of. While we live out our everyday lives, there is a spiritual battle raging around us that we often are oblivious to. In the end, we eventually become our own enemies and instigate our own defeat. Balaam, knowing that there was uh, no way he could bring a curse upon Israel, as we know from Numbers 24, verses 1, 12, and 13, gave up his attempts, but says this to Balak in Numbers 24, 14. And now, indeed, I am going to my people. Come, I will advise you what this people will do to your people in the latter days. What advice did uh, he give Balak? In Revelation chapter 2, verse 14, it tells us, uh, But I have a few things against you, because you have uh, there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and commit sexual immorality. 
Israel brought a curse upon themselves by falling for the quote-unquote sin trap. They allowed themselves to partake in the worship of idols and eating as part of uh, that worship and bowing down to the gods of the Moabites. As if, that, as if this were not enough, they committed sexual sins with the women of Moab, which was common practice in idol worship. When all else fails, personal sin and sin within the church will ruin the testimony and effectiveness of the church. When we become careless in our personal lives and we allow sin to go unchecked in the local church, Satan accomplishes that which he could not with attacks from the outside. James 4 outlines what often caused strife and division within the body. Worldly behavior such as pride and pleasure-seeking within the church body unchecked will cause strife. We know this from James 4 verses 1 through 6. James warns the church not to be busybodies in the lives of others, judging one another in areas that are of not our concern. James 4, 11 through 12 reads, Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if, the but if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? James was not saying that we were to overlook sinful behavior. We must avoid hurtful gossip speaking about things that are to the hurt of our brothers and sisters in Christ. If we're made aware of sin in someone else's life, the Word of God gives us guidance on how to deal with that individual in love with the intent of restoration, as we know from Galatians chapter 6, 1 through 5. He was warning against finding pleasure in spreading stories that may not be true or exposing sin in someone's life in an unloving manner that does not honor God but brings about division. Not only does this kind of behavior bring about division within the body, but it also encourages persecution from the world as they criticize our inability to get along even amongst ourselves. God made it clear that he hates that which causes division in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. Balaam taught Balak that the easiest way for Israel to stumble and bring a curse upon themselves was to cause them to sin against God. Today it's no different. God's desire is to see his church advance for the cause of Christ. His desire is to bless us, not curse us. But we so easily bring a curse, persecution, and tribulation upon ourselves when we sin against God. The best way to avoid this is to follow James' advice in James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10, where it reads, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Let us be vigilant, knowing that the enemy wants us to fail in our relationship and service to the Lord. Let us be careful not to allow sin to creep into our lives and into the local church. If it does, repent, confess, and help others to be reconciled to one another with humility. Today, God extends an invitation to you to accept this free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith and repentance, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on him and receive him in this free gift of salvation today. Thank you for visiting and listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps, plus the embedded anchor.fm widget at digiconcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play radio on the rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors. Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? Trying to ham test online. It's easy. There's no drudgery to it. There's no dread to it. And right now you can get the technician exam study guide 
that's normally $29.95. And right now, during this sale price, it's only $19.95. That's right. That's the technical study guide for the tech license for HamTest Online. Now, let them log into HamTest Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio. HamTestOnline.com. That's HamTestOnline.com.